welcome back to Friends with Cinefits. I am your host, Alex McAllister. Thank you for listening. I'm back again today with part three of the beginner's guide of how to watch movies. And I'm really excited for today. We're going to dive into some, some genres or um, some cool ideas, I think, that are very helpful once, um, like in the exploration of cinema. So I'll get into that. And then at the end, I'm going to kind of talk about collecting physical media a little bit, since that's something that I didn't really intend to do. It just kind of happened. Um, and I had a little bit of a mishap this morning that I'll get into later. That's I think is kind of funny. So just to recap real quick, um, I gave the five essential movies in my eyes that I think would give anyone like a good background. And that was Jaws, Pulp Fiction, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Parasite, and Citizen Kane. Then from there, you branch out based on your interests. Um, so that could be Jurassic Park, um, like uh, Hitchcock movies, The Godfather, stuff like that. And some of those will still be applicable here. I'll try not to repeat as many, so go back and listen to the first two episodes if you haven't, but I'm really excited to dive in. So I'm going to, here we go. So the first thing I want to do with the next set of five movies is get some more variety. I feel like all of the previous movies I mentioned can be uh, kind of like hashtag film bro. Um, so I wanted to get some more variety in here. And that's kind of the intent behind this from the beginning anyways, was um, start with those five films, see what interests you and see what doesn't, and then go from there. So starting out, I'm going to recommend one classic Hollywood film. Um, now that can kind of go up to, like that can kind of be up to the viewer, what their interests are already, but I would really recommend The Philadelphia Story or The Wizard of Oz. Um, you can go in any direction with this. If you like musicals, watch some classic musicals. Um, I love the Philadelphia story. It's a romantic screwball comedy, I guess. Um, and it has some of the finest actors of the classic Hollywood era. Um, you could also go film noir. Um, I like Double Indemnity and the Maltese Falcon. Casablanca is great. So I think having a classic Hollywood film to follow up um, is kind of essential at this stage of like film exploration. And next up, we have one film by a female director. Um, so I feel like the ladies haven't been getting their love in the the previous episodes. I, I hope no one thinks that I just only like films by men because that's not at all the case. Um, and I think it's interesting to see like the differences, get a good um, array of exposure to different filmmakers and film types. So some that I would recommend, um, you have Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which is one of my favorite foreign language films. Um, Lady Bird, if you're looking for something more modern. Uh, the Matrix. Um, and then American Psycho is another good one. 
And then two that I'm kind of hoping to touch on whenever I go through this journey is the piano and the virgin suicides. Um, so that's just a few, obviously just look up any female director or uh, best female directors and you'll find plenty of quality options. Um, I don't think men or women make better movies. Um, I guess most of the like greatest movies of all time are um, directed by men, but I think that's just kind of like the public's um, assumption of like the best movies of all time. And I don't know, that was just kind of the world that we've, we've been um, living in for decades. So now women are getting their due. So I'd say definitely check out a film directed by women. Next up, I say, I think it would be a good idea to watch like one movie from a classic franchise. So I don't know if franchise was the word that they used back in the day, but like the monster universe, um, like universal monsters, I think. Um, Frankenstein, Dracula, all those. I think that'd be a good place to start. Those That's probably where I'm hoping to head with mine because I own them all on Blu-ray. Um, just haven't watched them. And then... Also, if you've never seen like Lord of the Rings or you can start with Alien or Terminator, Back to the Future. If you've never seen Star Wars, here you go. Um, the Godfather trilogy, obviously. There's so many great options. Um, and yeah, I just think at this point in like a film watching exploration, you can get into that and see if you like movies that like see how you feel watching a series. You don't have to follow it. Um, something I've been doing is just watching like the first and second movies of a franchise and then being like, ah, you know, I'm good. And then kind of leaving and then going back to it a few months later so I don't get burnt out. And then one is going to be a little ambiguous again. Um, it's just going to be watch something from a director you've already watched, um, just watch something else by them or watch something you've always wanted to, but never have. So I think there's a lot that can kind of be classified in here. Um, some examples that I can think of, like I haven't seen the Titanic since I was a kid. So I feel like that's one I could rewatch. Um, a lot of mine are going like, and whenever I go through this stage one and stage two are going to kind of be this. Um, so I might find I'll I'll be able to find a movie that I've always wanted to watch, but haven't. So, yeah, I think that's a that's a good one to round out for number four. And then for number five, I say rewatch one film that you liked and want to watch again. Um, I don't think I can say enough for how valuable I think it is to rewatch movies. Um, sometimes you might not enjoy it as much, but other times, you know, you'll enjoy, enjoy it even more. An example of this was Knives Out. Um, I saw it in theaters and I wasn't sure how it would do on a rewatch because I was like, well, I know the twist. I know what happens. But now I've seen the movie like six times and every time I watch it, I just... I love it even more. There's stuff you 
pick up on that you didn't the first time. Um, I also like to watch movies with subtitles. So if I see something in theater and it doesn't have subtitles, then um, doing a rewatch with subtitles, I feel like sometimes that can help it work coherently. Another example of that is um, Tenet by Christopher Nolan. I feel like I didn't really understand what they were saying a lot of the times because it was loud. Um, So that was one that like rewatching with subtitles really helped me. Um, So yeah, I'd say rewatch something you've liked and um, see how your opinion changes this time. And then, like I said, I wanted to wrap it up by talking about collecting. Um, I referenced this earlier, but I had a little mishap. Um, Today in the mail, I go to get the mail and I open it and it's a steelbook for Reservoir Dogs directed by Quentin Tarantino. Heck yeah, I'm pumped. Pre-ordered it. Gonna open my next package. Also Reservoir Dogs in 4K directed by Quentin Tarantino. Um, I'm sure if you've watched a lot of movies where you collect, you've probably had something like this happen. Um, it was my first time and it felt like a initiation. Um, so I wanted to kind of talk about like when I started collecting and like how I know what I'm going to buy and stuff like that. Um, I started when I moved to Colorado about three and a half years ago. Um, and it was just my apartment was kind of barren and I was like, you know, I kind of think it's a cool, um, like feature to have in your house. Like just have a bookshelf full of movies. It's kind of cool to go through. Um, and so whenever I first moved here, I just kind of went to Best Buy and just grabbed a bunch of cheap 4Ks. Like I think the first 4K I ever owned was Shazam. And I've only seen it that one time. Um, and so I went a little crazy at first just buying everything that I hadn't seen before or that sounded good. Um, so since then, I've kind of dialed it back and I started doing... Um, just if I couldn't find it on streaming, then I would buy a 4K and it was getting a 4K release or like a nice boutique Blu-ray release. Um, Boutique would be like um, Arrow or Vinegar Syndrome is one that I kind of like for some reason and Criterion, um, Kino Lorber, all those. But I did have some issues with that where I was just buying a bunch of movies and then I'd watch them and not really like them and like have no plans to rewatch. Um, so now since then, I just do either movies I wanted to see and missed um, or if I hear like that the 4K has a great review and like um, the sound or visuals are impressive, then I'll get that and take a look. Um, and yeah, that's really helped my, uh, budget, but I will say collecting isn't as expensive as I first anticipated. I'm sure it is for some people and I'm sure people knew how much I spent on movies too. They would think it's a lot. Um, but there's so many deals always going on like groove G R U V is a website. Um, and they sell, they, they do like bundles for 4Ks. It'll be like two for 20. Um, or I think Best Buy right now has a sale going on and you can get 4Ks for like $7, which is nothing, especially for the quality you're spending on that. Like it's $5 or so to rent movies sometimes on Apple TV or Amazon. So 
Um, I also just like having the discs around in case something's not on streaming. I can watch it whenever I want. Um, the internet goes down. I can watch. Um, I have over 400 movies, I believe, on uh, physically, I guess. Um, so I can watch those whenever I want, which is really nice. Um, it's also cool. It's like a conversation piece whenever someone new comes over and they come into my movie room and they see all the movies. They just kind of spend some time going through it and being like, oh, man, I always wanted to watch this one. Um, and yeah, it's really cool. Another benefit I had was sometimes like, it, for example, I had the Mulholland Drive Criterion Blu-ray and then Criterion's like, hey, we're going to start putting out 4Ks. So I was like, well, I got to upgrade whenever I saw that Mulholland Drive was getting to 4K. Um, and then um, we had people over and someone said that they were really wanting to get into watching films, like, I guess, more artsy films. And so I just handed him my Blu-ray for Mulholland Drive and was like, here you go, take it. And then... Um, he had like an Xbox 360 that he could watch it on. So, um, it's really cool. I really like collecting. Um, it's not fun whenever I move. Um, I'm still in apartments and like moving around every year. So that's not the coolest thing, but, um, it's always fun to unpack and like throw them back up. And it seems like every month I'll take all of my discs off the shelf and rearrange them in a different way. Um, and then also a goal of mine, it's on like my, my bucket list to do before I'm 30 is to actually build, um, a bookshelf for my movies. Um, so I think that'll be cool. I've never done any woodworking, but that's going to be my goal. I think it'd be fun to learn and then to ultimately build something that I would use. So that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Um, I'll be back again. I think you're going to do one more episode with some genres or um, I guess more specific stuff that I think would help to round this out because I don't feel like it's there yet. Um, but after the next episode, that'd be about 20 films. I think that's a good starting point. And then I can finally take this journey on my own and um, start watching some more stuff. So Thanks for listening. Um, I really appreciate it. And I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.